0: No more communion blessings across the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois. So what happens now when you approach? This is Dive Deep. From the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, this is Dive Deep, where we dive deep into our Catholic faith. I am Andrew Hanson. You may have seen at the beginning of the year, Bishop Paprocki, in the Catholic Times, issued a new instruction that went into effect January 1st about communion blessings. No more communion blessings. Something's changing. We're going to talk all about that. So what's going to happen if you're approached and you have your arms crossed? What's the priest going to do? What's the extraordinary minister of Holy Communion going to do? Father Darren Zainley is here to explain it all. He is pastor at St. Augustine in Ashland, And St. Peter in Petersburg. He also is the director of the Office for Divine Worship and the Canocumenate. He's a canon lawyer. How many other titles you got? Three or four or five. (laughs) I don't know anymore. (laughs) You are our guru expert on all this. So, uh, Father Darren, explain, uh, explain the change. What's happening? Why do this? Spell it all out for us.
1: Sure. So Bishop Apraki has issued an instruction, uh, which is a technical document explaining how to interpret a particular law, uh, where there was some confusion or where clarification was needed. Um, His instruction says uh, that when someone comes forward during the communion procession and requests a blessing uh, by crossing their arms across their chest, that's been the customary signal, if you will, uh, that... A blessing at communion time is no longer to be given, uh, but rather the minister, whether it's a priest, a deacon, or an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion, uh, is to say to the person, uh, without holding up the Eucharist, without touching, without uh, uh, extending a hand in blessing, is simply to say, receive Christ in your heart as a way of inviting that person uh, to make a spiritual communion. So I know some
0: people, this is, uh, boy, this is, it's a custom, you know, we have, we have our kids or maybe non-Catholic friends or, uh, you know, there can be a litany of reasons why one may approach the, you know, communion with, the, with their arms crossed. And, you know, they, they, they liked the, the touching or they liked hearing the words, uh, may God bless you or, or putting a cross on your forehead and things like that. So explain more, more of the why behind this, the, the spiritual side of things. And, you know, we don't, you don't need a blessing
1: because Jesus is actually there right in front of you. Sure. I think we have to go back to first principles. Uh, That's always the first place to begin. Um, The purpose of the communion procession is simply to receive communion. So technically, the only people who should be in the procession for communion are those who will be receiving communion. Now, of course, if you've got a baby or a three-year-old, you can't just leave the three-year-old in the pew. That could be disastrous <laughs> and entertaining for others. Um, so of course, more can, disastrous. Or disastrous, <laughs> depending on the toddler, sure. Um, so you bring them forward because it doesn't make sense just to leave them behind. But if somebody is older and able to take care of themselves and is competent and all of that, uh, and they come forward and they're not receiving communion, that doesn't make a great deal of sense. It would be like for the offertory procession, uh, once COVID time is finished and we're back to normal life, um, it would be like people who aren't bringing forward a gift coming forward in the communion procession. I think We've all seen on various events, processions at the upper, for the offertory, where 14 people go forward, but only three things are given to the priest. And they go, what's everybody else doing here? It's, analogously, it's something like that during the communion procession. Um, yeah. So even though technically
0: um you know someone who's not receiving communion they still go um so so now when when they approach um the priest or the the eucharistic minister uh will say receive christ into your heart and this isn't uh you know the whole the, the touching aspect or blessings and things like that um this is actually a very powerful moment because receiving Christ into your heart is really an act of spiritual
1: communion. It is. Uh, sometimes we place too much emphasis on affect, on, on our own emotions, on how we're feeling. Um, the whole notion of, of giving a blessing while the minister is holding the blessed Lord in the Saborium or in the patent uh, in his own hand right in front of you is a bit odd. Uh, because typically the one who gives a blessing is the one of the highest rank. Uh, So like if the bishop and I were at dinner and somebody said, Father Darren, would you give the blessing over the food? I would try to defer to the bishop because he is the one above me. In a similar way, if I were to give a blessing right in front of the Lord Jesus himself, uh, sometimes you have to ask, what are we doing here? Uh, Because at least in the ordinary form of the Mass, the the form that most people are used to, uh, when the Eucharist is exposed, um, not inside the tabernacle with the door locked, the priest never gives a blessing. Um, even within a Mass, uh, when the priest uses incense and he blesses incense before, say, the gospel, he makes a sign of the cross over the grains of incense. In benediction, he doesn't do that because the Eucharist, the Lord himself, is right on the altar. Um, so there's that principle to keep in mind as well. Um, in terms of, of the touching— Um, I even think of, you
0: think of the health aspect of it. You know, you mentioned the spiritual side right there. If Jesus is truly present, which we
1: believe... You don't need a blessing because mm-hmm. Jesus is actually right there, and you're going to get a blessing in about three minutes after the communion procession is finished. Uh, the same blessing that everyone will receive. And from a from a health uh, from a health and safety aspect of it, especially with COVID, we
0: we've, we were you know we're all, are we're all heightened when it when it comes to uh, the health and well being of others. I mean, personally, I've seen it. I've seen uh, you know I have children where my children, the minister is touching their heads and patting their hair or blessing on the forehead, and then right after that they go down to receive. receive the next host and I'm thinking, uh, how many heads and foreheads have you touched right now? Right. And and so there, th- there's also that aspect too. There's also too. that. And if,
1: and if you're touching the heads, uh, the hair, you've got all the gel or product or whatever they call it now these days that gets onto your fingers and you just pick up another host and, and distribute it to the next person. There's a question there, I think. And I also think, um, you know, it, it comes down to the reverence of it. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to see
0: priests and ministers and and, and trust me, it was, it's all, you know, good, you know, what they're, what they're trying to do. But sometimes when they're trying to chase chase kids down to give blessings that I've seen or how far do I stick my head you know there there's there's some reverence. there's the reverence is raised by go following this instruction by saying receive Jesus into your heart and and then to you used to what you just said the act of spiritual communion um,
1: it's actually more of it's a very powerful moment in that sense it is um, A Bishop has asked us to start doing this um, I'd have to double check the date I want to say five or so years ago. Um, And he asked me to write something in the Catholic Times, which I did, and the response to that was much better than I had anticipated. But people are always asking when they hear about this, aren't people going to be offended? Aren't they going to feel left out? Aren't they going to feel excluded, especially the children and all of that? Uh, I've been doing this for well, since Bishop asked us to do it, um, and I've never had anyone complain. No one's ever said, Father, why didn't you give me a blessing? The kids have never gone away sad. Uh, they, I smile at them. I said, receive Jesus into your heart. They smile back at me, and off they go. Uh, this past weekend, um, well... I don't know if I should say this, we're recording it before Christmas. Uh, And I said to a small child, I said, receive receive Jesus into your heart. And she smiled back and she said, Merry Christmas. (laughs) All all
0: the more better. So, um, you know, just to kind of wrap things up, this is is something, again, this is something Bishop asked five years ago. The change now is now it's mandatory across our diocese.
1: He he had requested it to be done before, um, and it wasn't always being done. Uh, So he's kind of finalized it as an instruction for our diocese
0: so all deacons and priests and extraordinary ministers of the holy communion will be we taught how to do this and it's it's simply as simple as verbalizing receive christ in your heart do you, I, I think there was one other instruction do did the minister bow to you and and does that person bow back is there anything like that or is it I simply don't remember, just i don't remember that the ver the verbalizing it's, of it yeah, and, just, and i accept it it's and, the exchange of and, words and, and you mm-hmm. move on and i think you know one final point that, that you hit on um even though like you said you know technically the communion is for people who want to receive um, or who, who are going well, people, to receive. People who are disposed and prepared. Um, um, that's not, you know, tradition-wise, at least more in, in recent history, is, well, no, kids and even non-Catholics, you think of weddings and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, there's still that, they want to be a part of something. They, they want to sure. feel, they want to go up there. And so this is in no way a discouragement. We still want you to come up with your arms crossed. It's just this is what's going to be yeah, happening. Yeah, if you're now.
1: comfortable with that, sure, of course. Um, the, 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 the practice of giving blessings at communion time, trying to figure out when and where and why it began is somewhat complicated Uh, nobody seems quite to know precisely when it when where and why it happened it seems to have begun somewhere in the 80s or so um, out of a desire to make people feel more included in the mass Um, which is not a bad intention but you know this has been what 30 years now and we've been inviting people to feel more included in the mass but the best way to feel included in the mass is to be able to receive Jesus himself So we've invited people to come forward for a blessing who aren't Catholic, for example, but we've never bothered to invite them to become Catholic so that they might receive the body and blood of the Lord himself, uh, as he says to us in the Gospels to do. Um, So this whole notion of being nice and inclusive, while the intention is good, it only gets so far but the idea really is that everybody becomes Catholic and we should be working on that to draw them into the fullness of the faith and life of Jesus Christ.
0: I think what you said there is important because even hearing the words receive Christ in your heart as an, I would think as a non-Catholic, you might think there, there's something more to this here mm-hmm. that everyone ahead of me keeps receiving, receiving, you know, the Eucharist. And then I get up there and it says, receive Christ in my heart. Almost like I feel like there becomes that desire. Yeah. Like, I do want Jesus in my heart, but I also want Jesus physically present mm-hmm. in me as well. So what can I do to also get the addition to not just receive Jesus in my heart, but receive Jesus physically in my body as yeah. well? And those simple words, I think, act as that reminder to non-Catholics and even Catholics who mm-hmm. may not be receiving you know, this is your maybe time to go to confession or maybe if you didn't fast appropriately before mass, you know, to make sure the next time you go to mass, have all your ducks in a Exactly. Row.
1: That's certainly the idea.
0: Excellent. Father Darren Zanley, we appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thank you. This has been Dive Deep. If you'd like more podcasts, head on over to dio.org slash podcast, and we will see you next time here on Dive Deep.